And I welcome this huge one. Oh, yes. Nice plane. Nice, nice plane. Nice plane. Nice, nice, nice plane. Welcome back to Nice Planet, episode six. Six? Six, man. We did oh. two last week. Yeah, I get, yeah, we did. Wow, cool. We're almost to seven. Yeah. Which is five more than I thought this would last for. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. We are doing great. I'm enjoying it. I'm still having a great time with this. Yeah, yeah this is good. Uh, join as you heard just now with me always is Brian. I'm here today. Glad to be here. And also joining us this week is a real live girl. Woo. Ladies. Sweet. That for, is not, for all the ladies out there. That is not married to either of us. <laughs> this is Kelly Wright. Hello. Or related to us. Or related to us. Kelly, if Kelly and I were related, we would have murdered each other by now. You guys we might do still. kind of... Yeah, you banter like brother and sister anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly didn't like me for the first two years I was dating Brummel. So That's true. three? <laughs> was it more than two? I don't know that I want to answer that. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. it wasn't. He's, he's an acquired taste. That's what I just said about me. That you acquire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you acquire instantly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so. Brian, we're going to cover a matter of honor and Kelly for that matter. But the reason yeah. I said just Brian is there was a new episode of Discovery last night. Right. And before we get into that, there's a little little miscommunication between Kelly and I. She was interested in catching up on the show, but thought she only had to watch the first episode. So she watched oh. the first episode. So she ended with the Klingons and the Federation pointing their ships at each other. But I read ahead. So I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm prepared to talk about all three, even though I've only seen the first one. Kelly Maybe ruined better. everything with spoilers. <laughs> everything. I like to be well informed. So what did you think of the first episode, Kelly? Okay, so I watched it right after I watched the Next Generation episode. And I liked it. I thought the acting was pretty decent. I liked the lady. Which, um, which lady? Michael. Okay. And... I thought the special effects were a little too much. Like too good? Yeah. Like it's a little it's a little too much. Yeah. It felt it feels you know, like a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. We get yeah. it. You have a billions of dollars to pour in each episode. <laughs> but like, you know, her suit was like gold plated and covered <laughs> in foil. And it was you know, I think coming right off of a next episode, generation episode, it, there was a big contrast. Discovery episode budget. one. Pretty good, but too much bedazzling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like not that. buying it. Uh so what's What's your what's your history with Star Trek, Kelly? Uh, my history starts last night. <laughs> and, so Discovery um, was the second. The first episode of Discovery was the second episode of Star Trek you've ever watched. Correct. Yikes! I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, I um, it's, I it's, like sci-fi stuff. So yeah, Kelly wants to do a Firefly podcast. Yeah. Whoa! I got a lot of thoughts on that. That's a good show. It took Cole a long time to get me to watch it, though. It was worth honest. it, though, wasn't it? It was really good. I mean, but then 
you're immediately sad because there's only six. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's all. I mean, how many? There's like 17 episodes plus the movie, so you could do 18 episodes and then do like a deeper dive for 18 more episodes, and then you do like a deepest dive again through it again. You could also do spinoff episodes on each of the actors where they are now. I will take Nathan mm. Fillion because. Oh, do you like Patrick Ooh. Stewart or Nathan Fillion more, Kelly? Nathan Fillion. Oh, for sure. Ooh. Mm. Okay. He's so so damn charismatic. We were we were talking about right before this. We were going to do a segment and list Star Trek characters and ask Kelly if she would hit it or not. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree to that. Maybe maybe after after we go through the episode, we should uh, we should. It's going to be throw, a pretty short segment. We should. <laughs> <laughs> Is Riker automatically uh, you know excluded from that? Yeah, he's got a little too much of the douche vibe going. Oh, really? Yeah. My wife always calls him the the good looking one. Really? That... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going Patrick uh, Patrick Stewart. Okay. Kelly likes an intelligent man. That's right. Ooh. With a soul of a poet. That's yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brian, what did yeah. what did what did you think of Discovery last night? Oh, uh, it was an improvement. Yeah. Better than the first two. I'm still not super on board with the lead. I don't. I don't know something. I don't. The actress. She's, yeah. Maybe it's the character. She's just so not likable. She's I not likable, can't. and she's stiff. And I, I get uh, it. in this episode, she's like they're purposely having her just give like one word answers because she's just kind of like serving. You know, she's kind of just serving her time. Yeah. But. When she's talking to the captain, I don't believe that she wouldn't jump at the opportunity to be useful. And she she's just standing there right. and giving these one word answers. And it's it's so hard to root for her. She is horrible. Yeah. Um, I'm almost interested in this angle. Like she was she's you know, she's human, but raised Vulcan. And what did that do to her emotionally and psychologically? Yeah. And maybe they'll get into that and she'll loosen up a bit. There's points in the show where she just goes human. Yeah. She's not even not even close to being Vulcan, like where she grabs the the phaser to say, "I'm gonna piss this thing off." Yeah, like, do, 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 do. but uh, I like the roommate, the ginger roommate. Yeah, she was Just... great, right? <laughs> yeah, she was great. Yeah, well, she had a moment where she smiled like really big at her. And it's like, well, yeah. I don't believe I feel like a Vulcan would just be super annoyed by her. She would not be now that she's right. a Vulcan. But yeah, yeah. And uh, my man, Saru, another strong performance. Yeah, he's good, right? He's my favorite. Uh, Jason up. Isaacs was great, too, as Captain Sternface, whatever, whatever his name so is. So he's Lorca. like, he's like a, a, a southern captain that had a fortune cookie business? Yeah, that just, again, they just, you could tell when they were writing this episode, they like conceptualized the stupid fortune cookie. Like Wait, ending. That, that's really his backstory? Yeah, yeah. He has a bull. <laughs> he has, a, before he was a spaceship pilot. I think it was he his family. Had a fortune cookie. It was his. Fa- he he. There's a comment about how <laughs> it was the family business before famine and war and everything were eliminated. Before is, famine, they were selling fortune cookies. Yeah. <laughs> no, when there was famine, apparently they're making a lot of money off of fortune cookies. But yeah, so yeah. Good. It just felt like they wrote the whole episode to like build up to that moment where he's like handing her the fortune cookie. And it, yeah, it just well, felt. Yeah, the fortune yeah. They didn't even open it, which, thank God, I think my eyes would have rolled out of my head if they would have, if she would have stood there and opened the fortune. 
Actually, Kelly, we colluded before, and we're just making this all up. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like it, doesn't it? Would you? I had Chinese lunch. I was like, dude, he's got a fortune cookie business. Would you also believe that while Sonequa Martin Green is running, climbing through the Jeffries tubes from this horrible monster that's chasing her? This is the worst. That she's just saying she's saying lines from Alice in Wonderland out loud. From the books? Yeah. To calm her down, I don't know. And it uh, went. There was a sequence with. Is it her favorite book? I guess, yeah. So her adoptive Spock's mom read apparently read that read it to them. But like, there's a first sequence where they did it. And I'm like, okay, fine, we're done with it. And then it cuts away, and it goes back to her, and she's still going. Yeah, it was really weird. It so was. I saw, that was weird. I saw online that was a, a an animated series call out. Apparently, there's a throwaway line where Spock mentions that his mother used to read him. Uh, I forget the author's name of Alice in Wonderland, but used to read him mm-hmm. Alice mm-hmm. in Wonderland. Essentially, so okay. really dug into it there. The old fan service, along with the token Tribble just sitting on his desk for no reason. <laughs> yeah, cooing like a Furby. Yeah, it was Carol. The- That's who wrote Alice in Wonderland. Oh yeah. Thanks for chiming in. Nice. <laughs> Don't want to leave anyone hanging on that one. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, which they did into Star Trek Into Darkness, and it was equally as dumb then. So here mm. we are. But yeah. overall, an improvement. I thought it was great the way you saw like the officers on that ship and how like contorted yeah. and fucked up their like faces were. Yeah, the quantum tiger really fucked them up. I don't know. What the hell is that thing? It looked like a pink demon from Doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very Doom-esque in there. Yeah. So, and of course they bring it onto this. So I, I see, I think I see where this is going. Yeah. I was going to ask you about this Two. I have two thoughts. One, and these are completely separate things. One, whatever they're doing is going to fuck up the Klingons to where it gets rid of their brow ridges. There's a, there's an episode enterprise where they cover this. They talk about the plague and I wonder if it's going to kind of bring that back again. I don't know. It could, it'd be a little out of the, Wow. You know, so I, I don't know. That could Interesting. be that could tie in. So this this is one of the things I have uh problems with with prequels is when you introduce something cool like this biological warp technology. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't work because we don't have it later. Yeah. Like where are we gonna go with this? Yeah, I, I so, agree. I agree. And she's like warping around. That scene didn't really make much sense to me either. But right. uh I also think Captain Lorca, they've done just enough to like keep him as like a dark character and mm-hmm. like give him a mean streak to where I think at some point they're going to make it believable that he does something bad, legitimately bad, not mm-hmm. just makes a bad decision as Burnham sees it, but does something bad. And Burnham's going to be in the position again to do I essentially you know attack my captain to stop this from happening (laughs) mutiny again yeah or do i just follow the chain of command and i think she will and i think it will end up with her probably in command of discovery or i I hope not because i like that guy so far i like that he's evil i want an evil guy you always, you always see these guys for one episode, like on you know next generation or deep space nine or whatever you see the bad federation captains Right, 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 right. So now we get to spend, and I don't even know that he's a bad guy. He's just like win the war at all costs first. But if he if he takes that turn, I think it would be great to spend an extended 
period of time with that. Yeah, that, that I'm down. Character. Yeah, I, I got a little bit more buy in on this one. Uh, still not super great. That fight scene in the in the cafeteria was really lame where that yeah. guy whips her face and she just totally destroys him. Yeah, that was bad. But, uh, a little better. It's getting better. Yeah, I, I like the characters. I like Stamets. Even though he's, oh, like, he, he's annoying, yeah. but he's it's done well. I liked him. Was was his friend supposed to be a more than friend? I you know I don't know because one of these characters is gay, and it might be him. They've they've already okay. said that. Wait, that guy, the gay one, he was from Ren. He was in he was on Broadway. Uh, the like ginger guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah, one of the original cast him. members in Ren. Okay, well, he didn't yeah. he didn't take the death of his partner very hard. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, if it was his partner, you don't know. I think it was. Your your ginger people are being represented, Cole. How do you we, feel about that? I feel I feel great, and we are you know true soulless fashion. He's just like, oh, cool, this guy I worked with forever is dead. Let's move on. So apparently, he was in uh, Adventures with ba- of Babysitting. Is that correct? My I wife chimed in with that one. I don't know and if that's true, but I like that movie. I've never heard of this before. Adventures okay. in Babysitting? No, it's on Netflix right now. Great. I think you. I think you found next week's podcast topic. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be sure not to stream it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a burn. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So overall, I think it was an improvement. It was a better episode. You're right yeah. with the stuff about being a prequel. Like you know, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. So or it, but, or it will, and they'll decide it's too powerful, and humans can't play God, whatever, and they'll they'll take it away from themselves. But sometimes the like shows that do that, like uh, Better Call Saul. There, there's a lot of like, you know where this is going to go, but the writing is good enough that you enjoy the steps between. So I hope maybe. that's the case. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, did you see, real quick, did you see uh, Jonathan Frakes apparently in an interview accidentally leaked? He directed a couple episodes. Oh. And he okay. apparently leaked that they're going to the Mirror Universe for an episode. So Ooh. that kind of reinforces the fact they're going to get back to kind of the episodic thing. Okay. So, cool. you know, cool. you can never have too much of Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Just... And on that note. <laughs> nice. I let's like that. get into a matter of honor. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we kick it off. The Enterprise is en route to Starbase 179. Mm-hmm, and there, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. there's all kinds of officer exchanging going on. We got a bunch of guys beaming in, wearing their blue shirts, ready to serve on yeah. the Enterprise. So blue is is science, right? That is that established at this point? Yeah. Yeah. Can we go over the colors again? Red, gold. So red is red is command, and like security. Gold is engineering. No, red's not security. I'm sorry. Red's just command. Yeah, I think red is command, yellow is operation, so that includes security yeah, engineering. and engineering, and then blue is science. Science okay, and medicine, it. yeah. That's my that's my knowledge of it. Yeah, anyway. I just, it's weird that Jordy and Worf start off the first season in a command uniform then. Well, he's on the bridge, isn't he? Yeah. I, anyway, I don't know. Who knows? They don't even know. Yeah, I don't think they know either. No, they don't even know. So we get we get this weird racist scene where Wesley just assumes <laughs> just assumes that his blue the same guy is a blue guy. He's met one other Benzite in his life. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like, oh hey Mordock, what's up? 
He's like, I don't know who Mordok is, but it's, it's not me. Also, I didn't know that that was Will Wheaton. Oh, really? This oh, is, yeah. this I mean, is... my only reference point for Will Wheaton is like the two seasons of Big Bang Theory that I watched before yeah. I realized it was a terrible mm. show. Um, Surprised it took you that long. Well, I'm a, I'm a generous person. <laughs> I think I did about four or five, so you're good. <laughs> He's real young in that, though. Yeah. This is where this is where Will Wheaton was born. This is where he comes from. This is like his first big gig. He has nice bone structure. I wrote that oh. down. How how old is Will Wheaton? Can we ask don't Kelly if don't. she would hit it or not? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying how old is he in this episode? Because obviously uh, she'd hit it today. Today, yes. Probably then no. What what about she doesn't, what about well, Kelly ten years ago? She might. Okay. Okay, I like where this is going. <laughs> I want to say that this is not sexist or misogynistic because Kelly says I'd hit that to about every guy that you talk about. That or, is or, not true. Or, sorry, or I wouldn't hit that. You give your opinion. I give an opinion. Yeah, it's not sorry. always. So, yeah, I, to- I totally said that wrong. <laughs> Kelly does if not you, say she would hit every guy ever. She says whether <laughs> she would or not. Uh, if you had to guess, how old is he in this, Kelly? I have a, I got the IMDb right here. All right, the show came out when in early nineties. No, this was eighty. This would have been eighty eight. Eighty eight. I don't think he's more than forty now, so he has to be like nineteen. In this show? Yeah, older. Six, Sixteen. What? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> okay, my answer is definitely absolutely not. <laughs> uh, legal in some states. Some what? states. That's yeah. very true. Yeah. <laughs> Really close. The bone structure, you need to investigate that more. Well, first I thought it was a girl. Because the first <laughs> the first shot of him is from the side. And I and they said his name, uh, the Crusher Crusher. And I was yeah. like, Oh, that's the doctor. That's her son. Was her son, right. No, I, And she's I, not on the show at this point. I don't know if you saw the well, I was, face, the new doctor Pulaski shows up for just season two and then disappears. No, but so I, I wasn't sure if it was a girl or a boy, and it took me a couple minutes. He's got the he's got the comb over like the short hair yeah, lady. He has like over. very feminine small face features. Yeah, so it could have gone either way. Okay, I would have believed you either way. Okay, okay. So present day would hit it. Back then would go to prison for hitting it. Is your answer? <laughs> no, I would not. Okay, not would worth not, it. Not worth it. Would partake in, in that. No, thank you. So we get we get that exchange, and then we move to the phaser range. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. What? What is, what is that? What I think the rules of this game. It's just a holodeck, right? It seems like later. Yeah. Like Picard calls it the phaser range. He asked Riker to meet him there, but I don't know that we might see it one more time. I don't know. I also think mm-hmm. they had this entire conversation and didn't make eye contact once. Well, they were playing the phaser game. Yeah. They were shooting the different colored dots. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Kelly thinks of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually when men are playing sports, they don't look at each other. Well, Competing. I thought it, they weren't looking at each other because they were having like a personal conversation about Riker's hopes and dreams. Yeah, it felt oh. like it was going that way. But... And that's why I think they weren't making eye contact. Mm. It is a pretty good conversation between like a boss and his like subordinate that he feels like he's kind of like training. Uh, so Riker gets to serve in an officer exchange program. Uh, he volunteers to serve aboard this Klingon ship which uh, Picard is very satisfied that Riker's decided to do it. We go into the credit sequence, which I'm sure you've seen before, right, Kelly? No. I, no? No. You've never heard that before? I mean, like, I heard it, but I think from the movies. The Star Trek oh, okay. movies. Gotcha. So, yeah, there's that. 
uh, we ask everybody that comes on that hasn't seen Star Trek before what they thought of the credit sequence. So but it's just their names. But it's the music and the dialogue, Kelly. Uh, the dialogue I liked. Because it's Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Would you or would you not hit that Patrick would, Stewart? I would hit it. Back then and today? I mean, his wife today is like 38, so yeah. he's 77. So, so Kelly, I, I Kelly, did a lot of reading on him last night. Kelly did it was a, the most interesting thing that came out of that episode. Deep dive, yeah. <laughs> Google imaged a lot of pictures of him and his wife. <laughs> She's a singer. She lives in Brooklyn. Cool. I'm, he's pretty much. He looks the same. He, he looks the same. Yeah, he does. He's just a little more frail now. I couldn't believe that he was like only forty-seven in this in this episode. Yeah, he, he doesn't looks the same as he does now. He his physical appearance changes the least over the course of the seven seasons. He looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Except, <laughs> I noticed in some of the first season episodes, right in the back at the top of his neck, there's just a little tinge of like brown hair or whatever color his hair was. It's still dark, and that's that's long gone, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> the last gasp of hair. Uh, so we co- we come out of the credits. We get a sequence between Worf and Riker, which is pretty good. Worf or Riker's kind of get trying to get some intel on like what what he should expect. Uh, Worf mm-hmm. has some great lines in this episode for not being in it very much. And yeah. Riker says so, something about things, some you know, being different. And R- Worf says many things will be different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on top of him just bullying everybody, <laughs> bullying the Benzite guy. Yeah. Well, that see, that's some good real world stuff there. We'll get into that. But I mean, you, we've all had that upstart. The Benzite guy was kind of douchey, though. Exactly. He's but then like, I also liked him, and then I also felt bad for him. Yeah. Man, that's just good writing, Kelly. Yeah. That's what that is. What's, what's the um, the smoke thing on them? That's how he breathes, I guess. Yeah. It's humidified air. Because he's like a fish. Is it? So, oh, okay. We'll I, get into that. Well, in the our, prosthetics. Oh, oh. The oh, prosthetics yeah. on that costume need some work. Well, it's 30, that was my first note. It's thirty years old, so upgrade twenty nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. War, or Riker learns about the assassination structure from Worf, which is also very entertaining. About how if the guy above you is not doing their job, you just kill him. <laughs> <laughs> there are no old warriors. Yeah. I like that. Uh, we cut then to the Benzite douchebag, um, Mendon, strolling around the bridge <laughs> with his hands behind his back. Yeah. Just taking everything. He's been there for 10, ten minutes. He's just strolling the factory floor. <laughs> yeah. He, he is totally. He's that, some quality control. He's that new guy at work yeah. that thinks he's like knows everything and, and can help everybody out. His his heart's in yeah. the right place, he, but you just can't look him in the eye because he's so annoying. He's got good management technique. He always starts everything out with the compliment sandwich. <laughs> but, yeah, he did do that. You do this really good, but you suck. Here's how we can improve. But by Bye. the time I, yeah, by the time I leave, it'll be way better. Yeah. Nobody seemed to like him very much. No, except for Wesley, because well, yeah, uh, he's he's more hateable than Wesley at this point. So Wes is like, all right. <laughs> what what all does right. Wesley do if he's sixteen? What does he what does he bring to the table? So he he lives on the ship with his mom is how he's on the ship, but he's just kind of really smart. So they made him an acting ensign, so he gets to play around on the bridge and do stuff. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. He didn't seem to. 
have any skills it besides makes... being like the greeter for the, uh, <laughs> the people he's who see my board. He's the door guy at Walmart. Yeah, he's he's the man. Done. Yeah. <laughs> host, host at Applebee's. Yeah. It, it just makes it convenient for them to write him out later. They can say he's gone off to Starfleet Academy. Is that what happens to him? Yeah. So he yeah. disappears for years at a time. Bye. And will make an appearance. Yeah. Bye. Don't miss you. Uh, we then go to 10 forward where Riker is sampling the finer points of Klingon cuisine. And Dr. Pulaski comes and is asking him questions. But Jonathan Frakes is all in on this scene. He is he's going he hard. Is pounding this food. <laughs> he is getting at like he's actually eating it. Normally, I feel yeah. like in, in movies and TV shows, they just kind of nibble it. But yeah. Frakes is just he's scooping it up and slamming it in there. I really liked that scene. It's good. And then right? I liked when he was eating like with the Klingon. And, yeah, um, that, yes, that was my favorite so, as well. So I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, we then cut back to uh, Worf and Riker, where just complete foreshadowing of what's going to go down. Uh, Worf gives Riker an emergency transponder, so we know that's going to come into play somehow. Um, yeah, I wish they would have like done something better there. It's it's very obvious. Maybe they would have altered his badge or something. I don't know. It seemed very yeah uh, telegraphing. Yeah, telegraphing. Uh, the Ben Benzite Mendon on the bridge while well, he's he's working that back station observes that the Klingons aren't friendly after they talk to Captain Cargon right yeah. right by Worf <laughs> and says, I hope I didn't offend you. And Worf comes back with, you didn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> Just, again, foreshadowing where this episode's going. It gives him the hairy eye at all times. Uh, I thought, I'm no, I'm no, like, film, you know, guru, but I thought the scenes from the back of the bridge were a really cool way to do this. You, like, see things from Mendon's point of view. Yeah. Which maybe they've, I know they do it again, and maybe they've done it at that point. But it's just different to see like the back of Riker and uh, Picard's heads sitting in those chairs on data data. I didn't know those chairs rotated all the way around data really whips around there (laughs) to correct (laughs) or it's really to get after Mendon for screwing up. Yeah. Uh, He notices at this point that there's something on the hull of the Klingon ship, but doesn't say anything. Uh, and then uh, Riker, on his way out the door, we get a nice little O'Brien uh, appearance there. Because mm-hmm. he thought he was demoted. Yeah, who says that uh, he, he would be afraid if it were him going over. And we get, there's some humor in this episode. It's good. So uh, did Menda not, do you think it's because he's Benzite? Or do you think it's because he was afraid to speak up? About the bacteria. He does not seem afraid to speak up. Yeah, I, I thought he said that it was because he didn't have a solution yet. Yeah, he hadn't like, like ran all those diagnostics. Yeah, yeah. ran all the diagnostics and then like didn't want to say anything until he knew what it was. But he just got that talking to from Worf. So maybe it was like 10% scared, 90% wanted to, <laughs> wanted to cover his basis. I think he just wanted to have all the answers. Yeah. And impress everybody is the idea. But uh mendon then stops picard on his way off the bridge to tell him that he's got a lot of great ideas to improve efficiency <laughs> and morph isn't on screen at this point but you can feel the klingon stare through the back of his head <laughs> it's like you stopped the ceo at in the cafeteria or something like yeah that. he got like verbally bitch slapped oh yeah Worf leans in Worf leans in and tells him that he can impress him yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riker, <clears throat> Riker reports to the Pach, the, the Klingon ship, 
Mm-hmm. And right off the bat, we get, is it Clag? I, I feel like sometimes they said Clag and other times they said Clank. But online it says Clag, so I'm going to go with Clank. that. Yeah. He challenges Riker's oath to the ship. <laughs> Riker does this thing where he kind of looks around and then sucker punches him in the face. That fight scene <laughs> was really funny. <laughs> That's Star, no- Trek, Star Trek fighting. Lots of the, flips. The no-look uh, elbow to the stomach. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why do Cleons have giant mufflers on their bridge? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice those just no. beams? What the hell are those beams with like it's just these giant tubes coming out from the captain's chair and like uh, only the captain gets a seat. Everyone else has to like loiter around him. Yeah. Well, it's cuz the captain's old and fat and everybody else is <laughs> a young fit warrior. <laughs> yeah. So Riker kicks uh Clag's ass. And the captain kind of laughs about it and basically says... That, yeah, but then uh, him and Clag are, like, friends after that. He, like, earns his respect. Yeah. That's how Klingons... And he I really, mean, like, goes to bat for him. He does. The whole the whole episode. Clag's, Clag's just a really likable guy. He is. I feel like that's a pretty uh, common uh, playground friendship. You meet a kid on the, on the playground, you guys scrap a bit, and then you're about pros. Yeah. Did, you know? did, we, did we do that in second grade, Brian? Did we scra- I think we scrapped. Is that when you I think guys we met? Did. We did. We've second known each other grade. since second grade. Jeez. Old friends, Brian and I. Yeah. Who who would have thought that uh, here we'd be doing a doing a Star Trek podcast <laughs> into your thirties as adults? <laughs> I'm barely into my thirties, Kelly. Easy. Well, uh, inside still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We cut back to the Enterprise. Uh, we figure out that substance is now on the Enterprise hull that Mendon found earlier. Uh, they asked Mendon why he didn't say something earlier because he pipes up and says that he noticed that. And he said, like we like we already said, that he hadn't finished his analysis. Mm-hmm. And Worf gets real in his shit about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so does Data and Picard to an extent. But really, Worf, really pissed off. Yeah, that's my favorite kind of Worf. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, we cut over to the best scene in the whole episode, which is Riker eating with the Klingons. This was my, yes, this is the this best This was part. the best scene. There's so much good <laughs> stuff There's in so here. so much good stuff. The whole meal, him making like sexy eyes at the lady Klingon. <laughs> like, I can't was, tell, I can't tell if he was nervous, like he didn't want anything to do with it. And then that. he makes a threesome joke too, which is yeah, very foreign or, for. Or, or if he was, or if he was like nervous, like I can't wait for this to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt like he was interested. I'm sure he was. I don't think Riker's ever turned anyone down. So I don't think he's used to being on the defense in this situation. Yeah. Being, yeah. being the one come on to. Yeah. So, Kelly, would you hit it? No. You would not hit Riker? No. What if he didn't have a beard? Even more so, no. Oh! Wow. 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 Really throwing us some curveballs yeah. today. <laughs> so, old Wesley and young Wesley out. Any stage of Picard you're in. Yeah. Okay. And out on first. Probably even current. What about Clag? Like with the pros- like with the fa- with the makeup? Yeah. yeah they have really bad teeth though. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what I kept noticing the whole time was how terrible the dental work was. Except the one who's on the Enterprise, his is better. Worf. Worf, yeah. Yeah. Well, he grew up with humans. Did he? Yeah. So he probably got braces. He had access to dental insurance. (laughs) He had braces. He had braces. (laughs) Yeah, we get the line, uh, 
Clank asks if if Riker doesn't want to eat the food they have, if if the female should breastfeed yeah, him. Breastfeed. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really funny. Uh, it was this funny. Is, yeah. This is the best scene we've had in the show so far. Hands uh, down. Hands down. So my wife Brummel watched this one with me in case Kelly nice. couldn't make it down here. Nice. And she she did not like any of it. She didn't really. She didn't like that scene, or she, she didn't, like, didn't the episode? like. She didn't like any of it. Nothing. She rolled her <laughs> eyes at me. I'm like, this is legitimately good. Everybody loves it. <laughs> Breastfeeding jokes are funny, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're they're eating all the food. Uh, they talk about it's Clag's father, right? That's. Uh, oh, things got serious really fast. Yeah. When they started talking about, and then I thought. They, they were like prepping for him to tell like a crazy story about his dad, but then it was like no, he's just he's just old. like chilling on yeah just, wherever they're from. He retired dishonorably. No. Yeah, 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 and it's just like at home waiting. Well, to there, die. there is no honorable retirement and on Quonos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is ironic. The speech he gives about his dad because it's later this season. There's an episode where Riker's dad shows up to the Enterprise, and they're strange. They don't even talk to each other. Really, there's a lot of daddy yeah. problems. Yeah, Star Trek. I mean, Riker's dad's. An even bigger douche than Riker is in some of these. Episodes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, we cut back to the Enterprise. Uh, they decide they're going to go find the pock to try to help out with the substance that's on the hull. Uh, the Klingons see them coming and think the Enterprise is coming back. They found the substance at this point on their own hull, and they think the Enterprise planted it there, and they're coming back to kind of finish the job off. So they get they get real defensive. So the the stuff on the hull, it's like a, they say it's a subatomic bacteria. Does this make any? Doesn't sense? make it makes no okay. sense. They say it's a this life makes form. no sense. I don't know how it could be alive. I don't. I don't understand that. To at all. me, it looked like rust. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, blood. It was blood. Dried blood was my first thought. The ship is bleeding. Somebody yeah. got murdered out there. <laughs> that was a spot. <laughs> um yeah that the whole thing with the whole i feel like they could have come up with a little better reason for all this to come together but whatever we got some yeah some weird science talk that i'll take your word for it that it doesn't make any sense because i don't know anything about they didn't that. even tell you how to take it off they're just like oh we figured it out we'll just they take like, care of that for eventually you. they shoot a beam at it yeah, yeah. puts put some neosporin <laughs> yeah. on it. yeah we, we get the usually Usually they're good at that. They're good at like making the science sound believable, but subatomic life does not make any or sense. Or they just say so. enough words to where you tune out. Also, like, didn't yeah. they say that it eats away quite rapidly? But the whole stayed the same size over this whole period. Yeah, well... Like, the it should have gotten... They were like, oh, the risk is that the Klingon ship's going like, to... Well, the Klingon ship, they said it doubled like every 15 minutes. Yeah. So that thing would have been done. It would have been really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Here we are. Even when they <laughs> have a giant hole in their ship. Doesn't make sense. Maybe they replicated some new hull pieces. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Kelly's very skeptical. I was skeptical of that part. Didn't make any sense to me. Uh, your heartthrob Wesley then has a heart-to-heart with Mendon about how, yeah, you screwed up, but we can be besties and we can still fix this. <laughs> that was bad, bad acting. It's scene. bad acting. It's bad. Anything with Wesley, just 50% of the time, it's I was, bad. I was cringing while that was going on. Was- yeah. It was a little, little too like, yay, friendship. <laughs> yeah, the people that no one likes on board have to be friends. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we cut back to the Klingon ship where they send Riker off the bridge just so they can talk about him. <laughs> just talk, talk amongst us girl Klingon friends. Uh, Cargon 
thinks that Riker is like an agent undercover and he's out to get him. And this is where, as you guys talked about, uh, Clang stood up for him and said that he's honorable and that he would not do that. Uh, so Riker, it's apparently the shortest walk ever to engineering on that bird of prey because Riker's back j- three sentences <laughs> after they start talking about him. And Cargon asks Riker for weaknesses of the Enterprise because they're planning to blow it to shit. Quick little quick little aside here. They, they frequently refer to the Klingon ship as having phasers. Klingon ships have disruptors, not phasers. Oh, boy. R- write that down. What's the difference? Uh, some sciencey bullshit. How's okay. that? Okay. Okay. Writing it down. Uh, we cut back to the Enterprise, and Mendon goes to straight to Picard again with a fucking solution <laughs> to this problem. <laughs> and Worf's eyes are, they can't get any bigger. <laughs> He's so pissed in the background. Yeah, his prosthetics are hiding his reaction. <clears throat> Uh, the Klingon captain, they cut back, they cut back and forth for these little scenes really rapidly here. The Klingon captain, uh, doesn't believe that the enterprise is there to help them. They're like broadcasting, trying to hail them and telling them that, Hey, we can help you with this. It does really feel like a rope a dope. Like they're just saying, Hey, we want to help you with this thing. And then they're not answering. So it's, Oh, Hey, no, we can fix it now. You should answer. Totally. Well, to me, whenever the Klingons are are bickering, it always sounds like they're coming down from like doing a ton of coke. Like, <laughs> they're, like they're super irrational, and they're like, "Oh, bro, just kidding, bro!" Yeah. <laughs> and they hit each other on the arm, and yeah. yeah. Uh, the Klingon captain does not believe them, and Riker Riker's trying to like talk them into. You, you could tell Clang's kind of like, "Yeah, we should probably just show ourselves and like talk this out," <laughs> but the captain wants to blow shit up. Yeah. Uh, Riker tells them that like a weakness right after he gets the spiel from Cargon about how if you would have given me any weaknesses I would have killed you right where you stand because that would have been dishonorable two minutes later it's cool and Riker's like yeah move us under 40,000 kilometers like away from the Enterprise <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. he doesn't say anything about that so the whole they're idea doing, the whole idea doing drugs they're all on coke <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, like they're like goldfish it's like they remember eight <laughs> seconds at a time <laughs> Uh, so obviously this is so Riker can activate the transponder, uh, which he does in plain view of the captain. So the captain goes, Oh, what's this weird thing? Which I I swear to God, this is the same prop from the like anal probe from the Austin powers movies. It looks exactly (laughs) the same. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, the captain that says, give that to me. He gets it. The enterprise locks onto it, thinking it's Riker needing help. And they beam the Klingon onto the bridge, which is a good maneuver by Riker because if Riker would have just beamed off the bridge. Can they not tell who they're beaming up? Uh, they lock onto the transponder. So no, I guess in this instance, no, they can't. So they normally they lock onto life signs or their comm badges, but in this they're locking onto the transponder itself. So they lock on. Yes, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. And O'Brien isn't exactly great at his job. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, they all seemed surprised that it was him. Yeah. Well, the Enterprise wasn't expecting that it was going to be a Klingon. Yeah, but they, you would, like, I would think if you were, like, what's it called when you... Uh... Transport? Yeah, sure. Uh, when you transport people, you should know who it is. It's just, like, a person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe had something to do with the, well, no, the shields weren't up because was the ship cloaked? The ship was cloaked at this point. I'm sure, I don't know for sure. I'm sure there's another episode where you aren't allowed to transport off of a cloaked ship. That's probably a barrier to get things done. So 
but whatever. <clears throat> so Cargon got gets beamed onto the bridge, gives a little pissy line of dialogue, and tries to shoot. I don't know Picard or somebody, and Worf and takes him done. down. Yeah, real quick. And he's up and standing like four <laughs> seconds later. The captain, he was funny. I think he was. I it, it was a good maneuver by Riker. It's like a swashbuckle of like. He was piratey. Yeah, piratey. Yeah, yeah. The whole Klingon the whole crew is pretty piratey. Yeah, they, they are. also all sound like, I don't know. Did you guys either watch Buffy? That was a big no, Buffy fan. No. And they sound like every Buffy vampire. Uh, well, because they have fake fake teeth in their mouth. No, I don't know. It's like the voice. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into voices. where you've heard these voices before. <laughs> Just you wait. Uh, I, this was a good maneuver by Riker. So think this through. Let's say Riker just says, "Fuck this, I'm out of here," and gets beamed out. Then the Klingons get really pissed, right? And they start firing on the mm-hmm. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a risk, but it works out for them, obviously. Uh, so Riker takes command then once Cargon's gone and orders them to decloak and. Clag is like, eh, I don't know if we should do this, bro, but you can tell deep down he was not, this was not his day to die. <laughs> he, he was real down with not going to battle with the Enterprise. Yeah. The so smartest Klingon. Yeah, it all works out in the end. Uh, Riker gives just. He's the, so smarmy in that captain's chair, too. Swaggest, uh, the swaggest. The best gangster you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sit on that chair. Yeah, it's very, it's very good how matter of fact he is. And Picard's That's eating it up, too. He loves it. Yeah, I love Riker. Uh, so Picard surrenders to uh, Riker, and this is effectively uh, the end, except we get a scene with Riker still on the Klingon ship. you think you'd do a sim- simultaneous beam, because I'd be afraid that Cargon <laughs> would just kill him where he stands. Where Riker Cargon per- doesn't seem that mad. Well, yeah, and he purposefully gets punched so that he can, like, assert his dominance again. And yeah. that, like... Clag doesn't try to kill him to like take mm-hmm. his spot. So it's very nice. Very considerate of Riker to take that to the face. And they almost make out. Clag <laughs> and Riker, they get real close to each other. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. It, this was a good episode. This was Fantastic. a very Yeah. This is the second the second best one that we've watched so far, I think. This is the second best one. Yeah. What you are you surprised that there's not that there's one better? Or are I'm you surprised, surprised at how many bad more ones? better ones? Uh, well, we've only watched, this is our sixth, so four next-gen episodes. What is it about this that? episode that you guys liked so much? Uh, the the Klingon scenes. Uh, that that scene in the mess hall with them was fantastic. And you just, the more Riker, the better, really. Yeah, it's just the amount of the Riker swag is my favorite part of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a good good cohesive episode like you know like it doesn't really drag at any point you're kind of the the wesley and the benzite stuff the b story wasn't all that great but the stuff with Riker on the klingon ship every time they cut to the ship you're like in yeah oh yeah there's there have been there have been some episodes that are that are not you're not as in on the klingons are just cool everything everything about their design is cool they're just cool what uh what episode do you have above this one that we've done uh i'm blanking on the name here what was what was the the one we did with uh mike oh skin of evil no no sorry not mike (laughs) i'm flipping through my notes which one was it wow it was not skin of evil could have been that good if you don't remember justice justice no 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 it was the one we watched with bryce which was that or uh uh the battle the battle battle i think the battle is probably better than this one no no not even close. Really? Not even close. Oh man. 
as a Ferengi supporter, not even close. <laughs> not I, even close. The the battle. Well, you get you got a space battle. Well, almost. It was pretty almost. good. I don't know. I like seeing the stargazer. I like, and the plot was just good. You get some overacting by uh, Patrick Stewart. It was good. Well written. Mm-hmm. I was into it. Okay, I'll let you have it. This is Kelly's favorite episode of all time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, because it's the good. only one. I good. liked it. I would watch more. But you didn't immediately binge more after this. Well, what I... time did you watch this episode at last night, Kelly? <laughs> Watched it at two a.m. Okay. Then I immediately followed it. With Discovery, then I felt it was time to call it a night. Uh, mm. Brian Kelly is how you were in college. She does not. Ooh. sleep. she does not sleep I, at night. A night owl. I'm a night owl for sure. Yeah. What's your that average? My nan- yeah. What's your average going to bedtime, Kelly? Normally it's like two a.m. Right now it's closer to four. That's because I'm stressed. Four a.m. Yeah. Probably. Wow, that is pro level. Yeah. Yeah. She needs to open up a WoW account, huh? Yeah, so I was playing World of Warcraft. What are you doing? I'm watching I'm watching Star Trek. No, that's one <laughs> night. That's one night, Kelly. <laughs> um well I just came off of binging Game of Thrones. That took up a lot of time. Okay. Yeah. Kelly Kelly stayed with us for like a week and she would hang out with us until we went to bed and then she would stay up for four hours more watching Game of Thrones. She just have a, a whole nother day by herself. Yeah. And and I'm unemployed right now, so it's not like I'm going to bed super early. <laughs> you went to bed by like midnight, though. Yeah. It's, it's I'm great, though. But you don't have a job. You don't have a job. That's why I'm up for it. Actually, <laughs> I swear I have to do even when I do have to go to work in the morning. Ugh. Makes me very grumpy. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so what about you, Brian? This is your favorite one. That's hands down my favorite. Wait, Although, we what's that? Fin- we didn't finish the recap. Yeah, we did. What did I miss? It just, I can't even remember how it ends. Is that it, how it ends? Yeah. He punches him in the face. He, and and then Riker beams back to the ship and there's kind of, you expect a good scene between him and Worf, but they didn't really say anything. There wasn't much there. I mean, he tells, uh, Picard that he's learned when not to duck. That was pretty. Yeah. Was, oh yeah. 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 I think that's the last scene. Well, next time you're on, you can take the notes, Kelly. <laughs> All right. I accept. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what, 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 what about a rating here, Brian? I gave it a nine. I, I wrote down my rating this time. I've Whoa. been ad hocking. Nine Whoa. out of ten. I Brian think, liked it. Yeah. This is a quintessential Star Trek for me. This is the best. So what, are you, what are you here for? What about yeah. you, Kelly? If you had to give it a score out of ten. Give it a I give it a seven. Okay. But I would maybe rate it higher having not seen other episodes. I don't have a lot to to reference. Yeah. But I liked it. I would watch more and I will watch probably more. Cool. Also, you gave me your login to CBS. So well, you can't, Discovery too. you can't use that on Sunday night because you can only stream two accounts <laughs> and Brian and I use that. <laughs> All right. Well, don't, she's going to be up at 4 a.m. anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch probably both of them tonight. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's do our let's do our IMDb deep dive here pretty quick. Well, okay. it's not going to be okay. that quick. We got some good ones here. Wait, what's the IMDb deep dive? Uh, thanks for uh, listening to prior episodes <laughs> to get up to speed, Kelly. But what we like to do here is because Star Trek has these rotational characters, there's typically every episode has a guest character. We like to do a deep dive to see what oh, those like people... Oh, filmography. All right, cool. No, it's an IMDb deep dive. All right, what's, who, uh, <laughs> all right, who you got? 
Uh, so the guy that played Mendon, also, you know, Wesley's line about looking the same, he played Mordok too. <laughs> it's the same guy. Uh, the actor had, a, I saw a little quote online about him saying how, how excited he was that they asked him back, that he thought like, oh, I must have done such a good job the first time. But come to find out, the Benzite mask is like form-fitting. Form it's, it's made for his face. Uh, but he's he's still around. He's doing stuff. He was he played some bit parts in Scrubs. He was he was in American Pie. What's his the, name? The Book of Love. His name is John Patch. American Pie, The Book of Love. I didn't know that existed either. Mm. It's one of those straight to video ones, I guess. Mm. Uh, Brian, I. I feel like I remember this, but I don't remember this. Beetleborgs? Are you familiar? Big time. Oh, yeah? Big time. It was in the same era as like VR Troopers. Okay. Post Power Rangers. Beetleborgs. Okay. I, I, I loved it. Loved it. He was on at least one episode of Beetleborgs. So nice. there you go. Nice. He also was in an episode of Seinfeld. Which is pretty good cred. Uh, and okay. he showed up again in Star Trek on uh, in Generations. He was at the beginning of the movie when they're launching the Enterprise B. There's a bunch of journalists on the bridge. He just had a cameo as a journalist. He's so. just in the family. He's in the Star Trek family. Apparently so. Uh, moving on to Captain Cargon, Christopher Collins. Never heard of him. <laughs> this is pretty good, Brian. He died a couple years after this episode aired. So RIP. But before his untimely passing, we got, I don't know how many episodes of G.I. Joe with him voicing the fucking Cobra Commander. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's him. Wow. <laughs> Fantastic. Was he also uh, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he did voice Starscream on Transformers. Nice. And, wow. And Killing Wheel, it. Wheeljack and Sparkplug. I was not, I'm not as into Transformers or never really was, so I'm not as familiar with those names. I don't remember those names. I remember Starscream, though, because he was badass. Uh, do you remember, Brian, the episode of TNG, The Samaritan Snare? Uh, it's the episode with the uh, the Packleds. So oh, the Fat yeah. Stupid Guys. Yeah, He yeah, played yeah. Captain Fat Stupid Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they just steal everything. Yeah. and They, they, they just kidnap Jordy, all. right? Yeah. Hey, Jordy. Yeah. I know he wasn't A in this episode. Engineer. Yeah. Yeah, Jack. Got it. Would you hit that? Well, you can't see his face. He's got those little glasses on. It's a visor. And so? <laughs> so I, I can't decide. So you're going to hold his disability against him. Well, Ooh. he doesn't have to wear those glasses. He'd just be blind. So? <laughs> but now he can see. Wait, he can see through the glasses? He can see through the visor. How? <laughs> Eventually, he gets, in the movies, he gets, like, implants, and it's just his yeah. eyes. So? With, I don't a, know. with or without, you could give a with visor and without visor answer if you want to be really petty about it. <laughs> I've never seen it without the visor. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Re- reading reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Come on. Wait, he's the Reading Rainbow guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rephrase. Re- reading Rainbow guy. Would you hit it? Picture him reading to a young Wesley Crusher. Yes. It's in a book. <laughs> reading Rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Nick, Nick LeHay's, uh yeah. musical, musical yeah. talent is over. Bring it back. Bring yeah. it back. Uh, and then lastly, our boy Clag. Uh, he is a Star Trek regular. He comes mm. back quite a bit. As Clag? No. Well, he plays. There's a variety of other. Yeah, uh, he plays a Klingon. Uh, on the he's the helm for the Dura sisters in Star Trek Generations. So two of these guys went ooh. on to be in Generations, which is kind of funny. 
Those dastardly Durasses. He played a Jem Hadar in Deep Space Nine for a couple episodes. Okay. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of this Jem Hadar. Uh, the actor's name is Brian Thompson. A uh, couple other. Oh, he played a Raman Admiral Valdor in Star Trek Enterprise, and I actually remember this character. He's in a few episodes, and I've got I've got one for you, Kelly, here, and one for Brian. But first, one for me. He played Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. There's a lot of Mortal Kombat crossover here. It seems like the low budget stuff goes for like more voice <laughs> voice actors. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you, Kelly, were you a fan of Charmed? Yes. He is Cronus, which means nothing to me. I wasn't that big of a fan of Charm. So it doesn't mean a lot to you either. But I respect you respect the cameo. Okay. Uh, Brian, you should recognize him. Pretty recognizable face. Brian's also a Charmed fan? No, he's in one of your favorite movies of all time. Forrest Gump. No. (laughs) Joe Dirt. Yes. Wait, Joe Dirt is one of your favorite movies? Do you, do yeah, you know absolutely. what character he plays? <laughs> I've never seen Joe uh, Dirt, so. Well, this is Clegg. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is it Brandy's dad? Maybe. Is Brandy's dad Buffalo Bob? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you know who Buffalo Bob is? He is a weird uh, like serial killer molester that steals Joe dirt and puts him in a hole. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. It's supposed to be a, a riff off of the Buffalo. I think Buffalo bill in silence of the lambs where the uh, guy keeps okay. people for their skin. Yeah. Uh, so Brian, do you want to, do you yep. want to tell us? It sounds like you did some research into the Benzites. I did a lot of, well, because the obvious species is the, Klingons in this one, but they're just there's just so much we know about them already. So I went Benzite, yeah. the catfish blue guy. Yeah, yeah, he, um, he does look like a catfish. So these guys turn up a couple of times. I don't. Do you remember them throughout the series? Yeah, well, I remember that episode with uh, Wesley. He Wesley yeah. goes to it's like a it's the entrance exam for Starfleet Academy, and it, they put a bunch of people in a room, and only one person gets to go. And Wesley ends up losing. I think he helps more. I don't remember the episode exactly. It wasn't very good because it was a Wesley episode. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, he makes bros with Mordak the Benzite. But do they you. show up again? Yeah, they show up again in TNG and then again in DS9. Okay. But by the time we get to DS9, they've lost their whole like breathing thing. Okay. Whole, whatever We're, that thing was. Ever evolving, those Benzites. And they, they actually explain the retcon as saying they've genetically engineered themselves to exist on humanoid M-class planets. So they so don't have to be DS9 didn't have the budget for the little smoky thing hanging <laughs> off the chest. So that made me wonder, what is that smoky thing? Yeah. And apparently, it's supposed to be spewing chlorine gas okay. to help them survive, okay. which would immediately kill Wesley if he was staying that close. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Chlorine. So what is what does chlorine gas do to you? It kills you. Really? Chlorine or chlorine? Chlorine. Like in. He's got a really clean pool face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like a, it's like a weapon of mass destruction. It's like one of those things you can't use in the Geneva Accords. Oh really? It's bad news. And this guy's just breathing it. Yeah. 
Um, so do you think he needs it? Maybe they that's should... why they got rid of it for Deep Space Nine. Well, they should have just retconned it that they're all just addicted to whatever this is. <laughs> <laughs> they just have this upper floating in front of their mouth all the time. Uh, apparently, they, they need it to survive because their blood is mercury and platinum. Really? Really? Oh, From my God. Alpha. You can't even stand close to him. <laughs> yeah. They all got mercury I, poisoning if they aren't dying. Yeah, I don't know a lot about science, but I know mercury's really <laughs> bad. He's annoying and poisonous. Don't yeah. stand next to that guy. Uh, so the, the whole catfish design, the makeup department didn't have anything to go on with this with alien. They, they just said, make him breathe through a tube. So they just decided to make him look fish-like. Um, he also has two thumbs on each hand. I don't know if you noticed oh. his hand was kind of weird. I did not. Artist direction on this one from the makeup department. <laughs> what well, has four thumbs and loves me some <laughs> condescending <laughs> attitudes? This guy. <laughs> um, and that that's basically it. Oh, one more thing. The, he mentions the geo structures. I had no idea what the fuck this guy he was talking about with the geo structures. Yeah. Apparently, they they all originate from the same like geo hive so they're not like they don't reproduce uh but they have just, marriage they're just are they like row i don't know I, I i guess like yeah they're just like eggs attached to a rock but they have marriage but the marriage isn't to reproduce so in memory alpha highlighted first adopters of intergalactic gay marriage oh, oh. let's give so, it up to the benzites yeah, yeah. benzites representing Nice. That's the species. Uh, so deep where, dive, if you will. do you know where they built out all this backstory? It, was it in an episode or do you think it came from like the books? So what I've been noticing is it's a lot of like just people writing down stuff they've heard at cons or in yeah. episodes. The Benzites are in a lot of the extra material like the books. Yeah. So it's just a lot of collected. Gotcha. Uh, and Kelly, you sounds like you did a deep dive on Patrick Stewart. Do you have any fun facts you want to share with us? <laughs> I did. Um, Patrick Stewart. I mean, I know a lot about his personal life now. Yeah, That's so where, he's married. He's married to a thirty-eight-year-old so woman. This is his third wife. Yeah, oh, third oh, wife. Man, I would not have thought Which that. Which I also was surprised. I um, bet those were the most like amicable, friendly divorces ever. <laughs> I know. Well, his second wife was um. A producer on a Next Generation. Oh, really? I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Interesting. Don't don't hold me to that though. But I think, yeah. So his he uh yeah. So he's forty years of wait. Yeah, forty years. Forty older. years older than his wife almost. Apparently, so, he's very young at heart. If, if God yeah. forbid, Brummel and I don't make it, my wife. If I do the same age difference, my wife is not even born yet. If I remarry at 77, <laughs> that's pretty weird, huh? Yeah. And her dad is older than Patrick Stewart. So, and he calls Patrick Stewart dad and Patrick Stewart calls him son, but he's actually older. Wait. And no. Patrick Stewart's the other two way. kids. No. The guy calls Patrick Stewart son. No, he calls him dad. Why? I don't know. Cause it's a little twisted. <laughs> and Patrick Stewart's two kids are older than his wife. That's just good work. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. I don't know. Is she? What, would you? Would you hit her? She's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ian McKellen officiated their wedding because they're best friends. Oh, I think I have heard that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Magneto. Gandalf. Yeah. 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 And um, they like to take fun Instagram pictures together when they're hanging out. I mean, they're so cute. They're so cute. The two of them. I love it. (laughs) Just love those friendship goals. Old besties. Yeah. It's going to be like me and you, buddy. Yeah. Which one of you is Patrick Stewart? And which one of us is gay? <laughs> I think, yeah, this is going to be interesting because you're both married. When <laughs> we find out, one of you has to be secretly gay, and the other one is going to get divorced and marry someone who's not yet born. Well, I'm already bald, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm work. I'm working on mine. I'm working on mine. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's true. You you do love your bald patch. <laughs> Kelly's flipping through pictures on my phone the other night. It's just a picture of the top of Cole's head. And he's like, oh, that's a little patch. I like to check in on it every once in a while because I can't see it, you know? Have you seen the picture of us uh, freshman year sitting on that couch, which is a full head of hair? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll dig this up for you, Kelly. We look great. I got hair down to my shoulders. Yeah, we're looking good. You have hair down to your shoulders. Pretty damn close. Really? If it wasn't flipping out to the side, it would be touching my shoulders. Oh, yeah. Uh, So we'll wrap this up here. A few other fun facts that I came up with. This is the first appearance of blood wine, which becomes a pretty standard Klingon thing. Wait, when were, mm-hmm. Was that what they were drinking in the mess hall? Yeah, well, yeah, it was one of the one of the Klingon beverages. But they they drink blood wine before and after battles. I think is kind of the kind of the thing. What a testosterone filled. Oh yeah, species that is. Uh, to to the point of this episode airing, this got a twelve point two Nielsen rating, which I doubt is even a thing anymore. But it was the highest rated episode to date, viewership wise. Naturally, naturally, it was fantastic. Uh, and this episode is actually nominated for an Emmy for, out, that. for outstanding makeup. Sweet. So there's a lot yeah. of, you got to imagine when they're kind of parsing out the episodes over the course of a season to put makeup on that many Klingons. And there's a lot, there's a lot that don't even talk. Their makeup's pretty good right. too. Yeah. For being 30 years old, yeah. right? Yeah. They look pretty good. Yeah. So they, you know, they perfected it in the movies when they had a big budget and then they couldn't go back on it. So <laughs> Next Generation got nominated for a lot of Emmys. They did. Um, it did. It's because it's an awesome show. Uh, and one one more quick fun fact about the food. They went to an Asian market and bought all the food. <laughs> that, check, that checks out. The gawk is just uh, like brown. It's like rice noodles. Like it's, yeah, like, it's like, you know, stuff that would be super exotic to, you know, in the 80s. But now it's just like stuff. Wow. Like, it, wow. like even the squid, even the squid. I'm like, yeah, let's grill that up. Oh, like, yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's funny. I did kind of notice some bean sprouts or something coming out of a glass. Yeah. The drink. Yeah. 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 I wondered if that was Ractagino. You know, in Deep Space Nine, Dax is always drinking Ractagino, and it kind of looked like coffee, which is okay. Ractagino is clean yeah. on coffee. I don't know. Just just awesome. filling in the gaps in my head here, you know? Awesome. Final note for me, no Troy. Yeah. No Troy, no Jordy. This was the first episode without Jordy. So, still, and, a, still a nine. Still a and, nine. And no Beverly Crusher because mm-hmm. she's Cause off pouting or whatever. She was like, was she like asked to leave or did she leave herself? Uh, I did some reading on this before. I don't remember, but I don't think she was very happy with her role. Does mm-hmm. She leaves the show and gets recast, right? She comes back in season three. So it's literally just this the season. The blonde lady. She's kind of gingery, but yeah. Okay, um, but yeah, so we get Dr. Pulaski, who actually mm-hmm. played a... Uh, she had a role in one of the original yeah, series Dr. episodes. Yeah, Dr. Pulaski's a blonde lady. 
Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah. you were talking about Beverly Crusher. No, I like The her. older lady I, with I the like shorter Beverly hair. Crusher. She yeah. seemed like a better choice. Brian's a big fan of her, too. Yeah, she seems cool. <laughs> Brian's a part of a group we like to call the Troy Boys because he's such a fan of Troy, but you didn't get Troy in this episode. So, no. sorry. And on that note, <laughs> I think you guys should do the episode that Whoopi Goldberg is in. She's in a lot. She would be a great. She's like she a would semi be a great IMBD deep dive. Oh yeah, but everybody knows it's Sister Act. It's Sister Act Two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, we will we will get to those for sure. She just hasn't shown up yet, but we will get there. She's a great character. Uh, so yeah, thank you, Brian. Yeah, thank, thank you, you Thanks, Kelly, Kelly, so much. Thanks yeah. for being a girl and telling us who you would have carnal relationships with <laughs> well it's not too long of a list we should do did we cover time. all the guys i think we did i think we're good this was this was good i'm glad we had a laugh today it was kind of weird day yeah weird we're, set. we're recording the day of uh, uh the uh shootings in las vegas at the music festival and then we just re- we just recently found out tom petty died too so yeah. here we are here we are hopefully yeah. Micah, Micah will get us through nice. yeah <laughs> We can we can uh, light your day up a little bit here. Uh, all right, thanks guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Join us next week as we watch episode sixteen of season three of Next Gen, entitled "The Offspring." Pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs>